So if you have your Bible, please turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And we're stealing the sermon title today just straight from the superscription there in the psalm. A psalm for giving thanks. Uh, If you didn't know, Thanksgiving is coming up this week on Thursday. It'll be a different kind of Thanksgiving for some because there's not only American football, but also the other football. And Sue Howard has already told me that I need to finish by 11 today, which is not going to happen because that's when the first game of the World Cup starts. I'm like, it's two teams that aren't going anywhere. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm not, hey, and I'm not making any predictions about what the U.S. is going to do either. All the way? That is some blind faith right there. So Psalm 100 is where we'll be uh, because we have a lot more to be thankful for than that the World Cup is starting and that there will be football on Thursday. Um, So we wanted to, as we enter this um, season and enter this week, and maybe you'll be sitting around a Thanksgiving table and somebody will say, okay, now everyone say one thing you're thankful for. And you'll be like, mm, I haven't thought about this at all. We're helping you think about it now. So really, we're just serving you as you get together with family and friends for this week. But it's also an opportunity for us to together praise the Lord. And so Psalm 100 is where we'll be for the next few minutes together So I'll read that. Please follow along. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. That's God's word. Let's thank him for it. Father, thank you that you have given us your word, that you've given us this psalm particularly, and we ask that you would use it now as fuel for us to give you the praise and the thanks that you are due, that you are so worthy of. Would you be glorified in these next moments together as we, your people, seek to lift you up and honor you and thank you, praising you for who you are, And thanking you for every good gift that you give us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is a text that probably everyone is very familiar with. I'm not going to break any new ground here. It's just some reminders for us as we come into this season of thanks. And we don't skip it for Christmas. It's a season of thanks these next few days. Um, But particularly in these moments of thanks as we hope that many will share uh, in the moments to follow here. Notice begins with commands to give thanks. Make a joyful noise. These are in verses 1, 2, and 4. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. This is how he wants us to come. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, his 
courts with praise, give thanks to him, bless his name. And it's a picture of God's people going into his place, into his temple, and giving him praise, giving him honor, serving him. We're told in other places in Psalm 2, it's serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling. And here, it's serve the Lord with gladness. Yes, there is an appropriate fear of the Lord, a reverence before him and honor, But as we consider who he is and what he has done for us, we have reason to enter his courts with praise, to serve him with gladness. Not begrudging service, like, oh, I guess this is what I got to do because he's done so much for me and I owe him. But with gladness, because he has made us his. And I'm getting into the reasons. We have commands to give thanks. But those commands aren't just random It wouldn't be like me giving commands to give thanks, right? Might say to our children, you know, be thankful. And it's like, well, that's not going to be the most effective thing. And maybe they have reasons not to be thankful. But when the Lord gives this command, he gives us some really good reasons. So this psalm for giving thanks isn't just like, do it. Everyone smile. Be happy. Give thanks. You better get up here in a minute. I do feel a little bit that way, but not in that tone. He gives us reasons to give thanks. Verse 3, look back at that one. Know that the Lord, and that's that covenant name, Yahweh, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. The first reason that we're given here to praise Him is that He made us. We owe him praise and thanksgiving because he is our creator. And that should actually on its own be enough for us to honor him and give him thanks for life, breath, and everything. That we would not exist without the work of the Lord. We would not continue to exist without the sustaining grace of the Lord. Everyone who lives today, even if they believe there is no God and if there is, he's only worth hating, owes everything to him. Every person, everywhere. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Everyone owes him this. We owe him this. We are his by birth. But that's not the only way that we belong to him, which is really good news for us. We are his by birth. He made us. He created us and everything around us. But we are also his by grace. So you have the first part of verse 3, right? Know that the Lord, he's God. It is he who made us. We are his. And the second part, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So this would have been used in the context of Israel's worship. And they could say, we are his people in a way that's different from everyone else on the earth. And similarly today, everyone who trusts in Christ, we can say, we are his people in a different way than just being born and being alive on the earth. It's because we have been born again, born into a new family, into God's own family that we can praise him. And we are his by 
grace. We owe all, not only to our maker, but to our Savior. We are his people. And we are not his people by nature. Right? By nature, we're told that we are children of wrath, destined for wrath, like the rest of mankind, like everyone else. If we're only born once, we'll die twice. But we are his by grace. We get into this family, not through any decision that we make or thing that we do. It's like, okay, I'm going to try really hard to be good and give God the glory that he's due. Go ahead and try that out and check back with me in about an hour. Right? We all stumble in many ways. We all fail to give God the glory that he is due. But we are his by Grace. So as you're considering, you know, what do I have to be thankful about? What are reasons to be thankful? He made you. He gave you life. And he has given you life eternal through his son. We are his by birth. We are his by grace. And we are his forever. We are his forever. Everyone who comes to him will not be cast out. Everyone who is in his hand cannot be plucked out by ourselves, by someone else, by Satan himself. No one can pluck God's people out of the Father's hand. Everyone that Jesus came and gave his life on the cross to save through faith will make it to the end. We are his forever. And we see that especially in verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love, his covenant love, that faithful love in which he came to save us by his grace endures forever. It was not just, well, there was this really big moment 2,000 years ago where Jesus gave it all, and now he doesn't really have any love left to give, and he sort of puts up with us and tolerates us. But he did that really big thing back then. It's like, no, his steadfast love keeps on going for us. Every moment of every day for all of eternity. His faithfulness to all generations. Sometimes we can think that his faithfulness has come to an end. Right? He was faithful in a past generation and maybe sort of in this one, but boy, I kind of see where things are going. Is God going to be faithful then? Yes. We have his own word on it. He is always good. He is full of steadfast love and faithfulness forever. And so the psalmist in another place, Psalm 34, says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And his goodness is not only seen and felt when things are going our way. We might be coming into Thanksgiving going, this is tough. I don't really have anything to be thankful for. There's been a lot that's going on. And I know for many here, there's a heaviness that we come in with today. And it can almost feel odd to be singing songs of Thanksgiving. 
and to hear a, a psalm saying, like, you're supposed to be thankful, and, and, and mainly what you're just hearing is just more weight onto the heaviness that you feel. Because then it can just be, well, now I'm, there's another thing. Now I'm not having the right attitude about that. Now I'm not doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. The reminder of his goodness here is not just for when things are going well. It's especially for when things are not going well. Psalm 119.68 says, You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. And that's a verse that has been used even at the time. There was a woman a few hundred years ago. Her husband died and she wrote to her daughter. Here's, here's the verse. Psalm 119.68. You're good and you do good. Teach me your ways. So this is a psalm for giving thanks, but it really is a psalm for all seasons. So for those who come in today and it's like, I am ready to praise the Lord. I've got so many things to thank him for. That microphone's not even going to be able to handle it, right? If anyone's coming in like that, praise the Lord, and I'm really happy for you, and I'm looking forward to all the things that you're going to share. For the many others who are coming in, it's like, "Mm, I don't know if that's my thing right now. This is a psalm for all seasons, even the difficult ones. Some of the testimonies that I already know will be shared today will be shared through tears. There will be thanksgiving, reasons to thank God for real, that are combined with tears because he's good in the midst of difficulty and loss. Even talking with one of you this week who's going through significant difficulties looked across at me and said, I don't know if I would be trusting the Lord or walking with him the same way without the trials that I'm going through right now. And even those words were said through tears. It's not like now I'm on the other side and wow, isn't it great? Now I trust the Lord more. That was neat. He used that time in my life and I'm on the other side. No, as someone in the midst where will there be relief? Will there be deliverance? We don't know, and we don't know when or how, but we know that the Lord is good. He's good yesterday, today, forever. His steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. And so as we want to give thanks to the Lord now, we have these reasons He's made us. He's given us life. He has saved us. He's given us life through his son. And he's done that because he is good, even when things are going bad. His steadfast love that came for us keeps coming for us and will keep coming for us day after day after day until the day of eternity. His faithfulness endures to all generations. So we want to give thanks to the Lord now together. I want to remind us of part of our call to worship last week. It was from Psalm 111. It opens with these words, praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. And so that's what we want to give our church family here today an opportunity to do. If you have something for which to thank the Lord, if you have reason to thank God today, and it can be really short. I was sort of joking about the person who has like 15 things they want to say. Now, if you do have it, again, that's, 
That's great. So I said, sort of joking. I just don't, I'm not sure that anybody has 15 things they want to say. Um, I wouldn't mind if 10 kids come up and say, I'm thankful for my family, right? That's fine. And if you're over like the age of eight or nine, maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Okay. So we're looking for things as simple as that, as short as that. So don't think like, I'm not like the people who come up and share at the ministry microphone and are really good at talking, and even the people who come up and share don't share because they feel like that about themselves. It's because God has worked, and they're compelled to share. And so whether you, I'm no good at speaking, but I can say I'm thankful for and put one or two words on the end, that's great. That's fine. We're actually looking for that, okay? And then if there are some longer things and there are some stories to tell and here's how God has been at work and here's how I've seen what he's doing, we're eager for that as well. So whether it's short or long, whether you're young or old, that's one of the reasons that we were already planning to keep the six to nine-year-olds and the teens up here. It's like if you have something to share, you can share it. So if you say, well, I'm too young. I'm not supposed to do that. It's like, you're not too young. If, you're, if you feel like you're too young, you can ask your mom or your dad to come with you, and they can be there with you as you share. So short or long, young or old, don't worry about repeating what someone else has said. That's okay. Again, if like 10 different people get up and say the same thing, uh, we're sensing a pattern there, and there's lots of reasons to praise the Lord, and we're grateful for that too, unless the same thing is like a five-minute long thing. Yeah, if you're short enough to need to be picked up to get near the microphone, please bring a parent with you. Okay? And what we want to do is actually come down to the front. These front two rows are almost empty, and that's not a cue, Joey, for you to do anything. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what am I supposed to do? Well, you, hey, you can go right over there and be first in line if you want. Um, but what we want to do, since we have... Um, you know, it's not like the normal time where everyone's standing up, so we don't want to have a line, like, you know, down the back where you're like, I'm just standing here. What do I do? So there's, like, 15 open seats in these first two rows. So you can just come, grab the one on the end, and just, like, kind of keep moving down if it gets that full. And if it's, like, one at a time, that's totally fine, too. Um, and so, you know, don't everyone rush up at once. But that's how we want to do this. Um, have the seats there, and then you can come up and just kind of come up in turn and praise the Lord. Um, and basically, unless you're a kid who would need to be picked up, you don't need to touch the microphone. It's really good at picking up the things around it. So you don't need to speak directly into it. So we don't have to like adjust it for every, you know, like Alex comes up. I don't know. No pressure. Um, Alex comes up. He's taller than most people in the room, right? And I won't mention any of the short people in the room. You know who you are. Um, and so there's no like adjustment that needs to be made. Whatever that range is, basically unless, you know, unless it's your five-year-old that, you're, that didn't go to the three to five class because they wanted to stay up and give a testimony today, um, it'll probably be okay right where it is. Okay? So I know there are a couple who have planned to share. So if you've planned to share, maybe you can start coming this way. Oh, look at that. Aaron, you are the man. Yep. All right. So if we have somebody, I still would like a parent to come just to help make sure they don't take one too many steps or get too excited and uh, fall off the stool there. So those who've planned to share, if you want to come on down and if you're going, I didn't plan to share anything, but I'm seeing these reasons to praise the Lord and I'm willing, 
consider that and pray about that as we move through the testimonies here today. I think we have a volunteer. We can just move that out of the way for you. Hello, friends. Um, I wanted to share that I am thankful that um, God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. Um, and for those of you watching from home today, hello. I know you're um, in your sickness. I hope you're encouraged to thank God for how his strength is made perfect in that. Um, 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul talks about his, his thorn in his flesh, and he asks God, take it away, please take it away. But God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul responds, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So I'm thankful for God's steadfast love that he shows um, by sending weakness. It's not fun. It's not, it's not easy, but it's good, and it's a mercy. So I thank God for that. Amen. I'm thankful for my friends. There you go. Amen. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> All right, so. Some of you may know that November is National Adoption Month. And two days from now, on Tuesday morning, our family is going to celebrate that by adopting this little one. Um, um, so just some thoughts that we have in regards to that. Um, I'm thankful for God, who through his son Jesus has adopted us into his family and gives us the beautiful picture of what adoption truly is. Um, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit who worked in both of our hearts um, to want to care for a little one, whether that be through foster care or eventually through adoption, which is where he has led. Because in our human flesh, we don't naturally want to give of ourselves to care for someone for a short time, let alone 18 plus years for the rest of her life. Um, and that he will fill us daily as we seek after him to continue to love and to care for her well. Um, we're thankful to our families, our, each of our families, all of you, our church family, our kids, our friends who have jumped right in and loving and caring for her alongside of us without asking any questions, um, just she's here, we love her. Um, one way that you can care for kids in this situation without actually being foster parents is supporting foster parents. Um, we had a really awesome opportunity recently to do something with one of our other kids and we didn't even ask and... That awesome family in the second row right there, the Rackleys, took all four of our kids till well after midnight so that we could do that awesome thing with one of our kids and experience that. And like, so, like, be the Rackleys. Have friends like the Rackleys. Like, love others well. See how you can, it probably didn't even seem like that big of a deal to them until our sons were lost in the middle of the night. Um, but, so thank you guys. Thank you for loving us well um, through that. Thank you, everyone else who has loved us well in this journey. Um, thank you to God pointing back to her, for creating Nora and knitting her together in her mother's womb and choosing her and perfectly creating her and protecting her through, through
through that time and her mama and um, bringing her safely through birth and to our home. I'm thankful that God uses sinners to share his love to others and that we get to be a part of his plan. She did that because I couldn't make it through it. (laughs) That's why I was reading. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we want to thank God and we are so thankful for you. And as in many cultures, when you're very thankful, you throw a big party. Um, So all of you, literally all of you, and many people, some people have already received an invitation, but we're having a big party to praise God for the gift of Nora on Saturday, December 3rd, right here in the back parking lot, if the weather cooperates. And it's a semi-makeup for the um, church picnic. There's going to be one really large inflatable for the big kids (laughs) and a bounce house. And some of our favorite Philly things, chickies and pizzas coming. Um, we're going to have some stocks, pound cake. We're going to have some pretzels. We're going to have some Chick-fil-A. So we show our thankfulness to God by celebrating with those who are close to us. So we want you, our church family, as well as many of our other friends who will be here. Um, so that's Saturday, December 3rd, starting at noon, going to 3, pop in and out, open house style. But we are grateful to God, and we want to express it in words and in festive um, enjoyment with you all, our church family. So thank you, and we are grateful to God. Amen. church. Mm. I'm thankful for family and friends. <laughs> the, the double one there. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, there was a, a psalm that, that it just struck me when I, when I read it uh, a week or two ago. Um, it's about how God is everything, and we thank him, and we give him praise. Um, we don't make him richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he loves praise, um, even sometimes more than sin offering and other types. But in Psalm 50, it says, Listen, my people, and I will speak. I will testify against you, Israel, for, for I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or for your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your household or male goats from your pens, for every animal of the forest is mine, and a cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains and the creatures of the fields are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and everything in it is mine. Do do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank offering to God and pay vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will honor me. Um, and I have to confess, I, I, when I read that a couple weeks ago, I was like, a thanks offer. I know that's in Leviticus. <laughs> and I've read that. And I don't know if I just like glaze over when I'm reading through that. And I'm like, what, what exactly is the thank offering? Um, because it's not just one type of offering. There's many types of offerings that were prescribed at the temple for the people of God. And the thank offerings 
really cool. It's God has worked in such a way that you want to say thank you. And unlike like a sin offering where the, the, um, the animal gets burnt and you don't eat it, you don't touch it, it gets burnt in your place, that the thank offering, that lamb, which is bigger than a goose, which we'll be celebrating in a few days, and a lot of us eating them, or not a goose, uh, a turkey. <laughs> um, but the lamb is bigger, and it gets burnt, and it gets given back, and needs to be consumed within a day. So then what are you doing? You have other people, and you're saying, come praise the Lord with me. Mm. Come, let's have a feast. Who's the benefactor? God is. He's provided. Let me tell you why. And so with the thank offering, it was the people of God going and saying thank you. Um, So I had no idea. Um, And I'm thankful for, Judah said family. Um, Every Thanksgiving, I'm I'm thankful for family. My oldest, um, she was born very prematurely um, and was very grateful to live at a time where her life could be sustained um, and she could continue to grow um, and not perish um, because she couldn't breathe or eat and do keep temperature on her own she needed she needed help and we had that here we live in a place and a time where that was possible and thankful to god and she came home right before thanksgiving so i associate the two in my mind um also this thanksgiving um planning to celebrate it with family um the one home we're going to the really the the patriarch of the feast uh no longer here um and remind it that um as we, we continue on, that we have goodbyes here on earth, but he's, he died in Christ. Um, there'll be reunions in heaven, mm-hmm. and we're thankful not just for the present and what God has recently done for us, but looking forward, thankful that he has brought us into a family that is forever. Thankful that God gave us a day of rest. Do that one. Um, yeah, this is a little intimidating, but I um, am thankful for health, uh, even when there's a lot of small, little, annoying health issues. We've always been able to come through them, and I know other people have a lot more difficult trying health issues, and I'm prayerful that they also will come through them. Mm -hmm. And so I just am encouraged by Philippians 4, 7, that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, Thanks, Carla. How about 30? Um, no. So I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful for this church. Some of you here know my background, um, and we share the same backgrounds. And we're thankful all the time for being at a church that is, um, how can I say, uh, how can I be nice here? <laughs> Thankful for being, uh, you know, at a church that that loves Jesus mm-hmm. genuinely, um, and 
I see that there's a lot of mature believers here. And so that's very encouraging because people like me can reach out um, and be encouraged, ask for help, um, ask to be prayed for, and you guys can sympathize and understand. Um, I'm thankful for the families here. That's another big encouragement. You guys are models, man. Mm -hmm. You guys are models. And with that, you know, thank you to our Lord, who is, you know, our model, um, our Jesus. Um, and so because you guys look to him um, for how to live, being parents, being neighbors, friends, um, that overflows into people like me. Um, so I see it, I watch it. <laughs> yeah, another thing is, you know, the elders here. You know, I see how you guys um, get along so well. Um, you guys are so peaceful with one another. Um, the women, I see how you guys, you know, get connected and whatnot. And that's encouraging to see. I'm a, I'm a guy, but I can see it. <laughs> it's just nice to see. So I'm mm. thankful for that. I'm thankful for this church. Um, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Um, on Sundays, I love to make a joyful noise <laughs> with you all. I was at a church recently and the musicians were so talented and gifted at playing and singing. It's like I was almost at a concert, but I looked around and everyone struggled to match or sing with them. And I felt a hole in my heart because here in this place, we all sing together and we make a joyful noise together and we worship together. So we don't often do it, right? On a Sunday, we worship together and then we talk with one another and the music team goes where they go. I just wanna take um, this time right now to say thank you to God, but thank you to you. Anyone who serves in any way uh, up here or back there to make our worship on Sunday directed right at Jesus Christ. Uh, so we can all experience it together. We can sing it together. The words mean something to us and we can express that in song. Uh, and it's not just like we get to sit there and watch someone else do it. Mm. Um, so thank you, Lord, for the music team. Thank you, uh, each of you who serves regularly um, for us and brings us into that uh, experience of worship. I'm thankful for God's protection over us all, but for me recently. I was protected from something, an accident that could have been far worse, where I was driving home from work one day and my whole tire came off my car. But something told me before I left work to not drive the highway, because if I would have been driving the highway, it could have been a lot worse. So thank you, God. Mm -hmm.
Hi, church family, I'm Jonathan. One of the things that stands out during a time like this when we're giving thanks is just uh, how amazing it is, really, that we have been connected to this church family. And that's something I'm sure that all of you can echo, but um, isn't it, it causes us to wonder, really, doesn't it, that we would have been at the table in a special way with you all in this little group where there's really so much variety, so many different backgrounds, and uh, there we are, as we were singing this morning, at God's table. Uh, all of us adopted, chosen, not because of who we are, but because of God's amazing, amazing grace in calling us and opening our hearts to receive Jesus, to know his forgiveness, and to be named his children, and then to be under his care. And in this church family, not just under Jesus' care and knowing his call to walk with him and knowing something of his joy that grows over time as we um, understand more and more of uh, who we are in Christ, but to have the special care of those who are leading, Rob and um, Danny and Aaron and um, help me. Richie. Richie. Um, and, and others. You know, uh, our small group leaders and um, um, each of you who've spoken into our lives at different times. So I am just uh, really overwhelmed at the love that God has shown each of us uh, in this place, in this family and what he has planned for us, what more he has planned for us. And not just receiving, but also uh, opportunities to, um, here it is. Um, Stephanie, you mentioned 2 Corinthians. This is from the first chapter. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. Um, you know it, you know the sufferings of Christ. There's the sufferings of living in this world, in this broken world, and then there's also the sufferings of following Jesus. It was he who said, you know, um, um, help me, Sue. <laughs> um, Jesus said, all of you who are... Um, I better just turn to it. Um, (laughs) Matthew chapter 16, right? Whoever wants to follow in my footsteps, this is the Phillips translation, must give up all right to himself 
follow, give up all right to himself, take up his cross daily, and follow closely behind me. So that's kind of, in the nutshell, what God has called us to. We uh, give up our right. He is now our Lord. We have decided to follow him. It's not easy. Um, Take up his cross, because Jesus' life was a life of suffering, of of giving up our rights. It's not easy. It's a a challenge. And then uh, uh, following closely behind him, looking every day for his help and his power and his example in in walking with him. Isn't it amazing that we have this call to to know his sufferings and then we also have uh, along with that the ability to comfort each other and it's a um, it's a great privilege and joy to do that in the context of our our church family so thank you so much there have been so many who've come and gone through the church uh, over the years that we've been here. It hasn't been all that long, really, compared to some of you. And yet, uh, those who have gone, we give thanks for the time that we've known them, the time that we've had with them, and we anticipate that for more who will be coming and going. Um, it's all in God's good plan and his good pleasure for us. So we are uh, overwhelmed. I am overwhelmed with um, God's... Um, gifts in this body. Thank you. I have two things that I'm very, very thankful for. For years and years, I feared the coming of the Lord Jesus because I knew there was no way I was going to be ready. And the thought of it just filled me with dread. But all praise to God, he opened my eyes to see that I didn't have to be ready. That Jesus did it all. Mm. And now I can look forward to Jesus' return. With gladness and joy. Mm. And I have a story to tell about my little grandson. My niece had come over to take him for a walk. I was babysitting them. And we put him in the stroller and she headed out front and I went inside to take my little granddaughter up to the bathroom. And as I came down and stepped out onto the front porch, I saw the stroller heading down the driveway in towards the street. And she had forgotten to put the brake on, of course. And our street is a, it's a two-way street, but it's only room for a car, one car to go. So you have to, there's no room for a car to get to swerve or anything to go around. And I'm just standing on the porch. I didn't even think to pray, but God was there because he's yelling and hollering, trying to grab something. And the stroller turned, and it just turned and went right down. There was a car coming up, and it couldn't have missed it by a foot. It just went right alongside, and the car went past, and I'm waiting and watching. Okay, the 
front of it went past without hitting it. And then the back went past. And he bumped into a parked car that was on this side of the street, on the street side. And I just give God all the glory and thanks mm -hmm. that I didn't have to witness something that would have been yeah. awful. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. thankful for God's faithfulness. A couple months ago, I read this verse, and I was, I was very confused. I, I, was, I was angry. I, I read this verse, and I was pretty angry. And I, uh, I told God about how angry I was. He was pretty well aware. And then after that, I just cut him off completely. I was like, nope, I'm done. We're good. We had our talk, and I'm, I'm just going to take a break for a couple days. Those were terrible days. <laughs> we need God, you guys. <laughs> and so I went back, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I should have I listened, because I got so angry about him. Like, why aren't you answering my question? I didn't even give him time to answer my question. <laughs> and so... And the moment I asked, I told him I was sorry, he gave me an answer. Like when I, I fail and fail time and time again, but he came right back as soon as I came to him. Thanks. to give thanks for his word because <laughs> um, he does do that and he he's so amazing how he uses his word to guide us and he gives us commands and then we have to hang in for the end of the game it's a long game sometimes and people don't always understand and you're hearing God say do this and the people around you are telling you not to and you have to because you have a command. And they don't, you don't always get the support you would like. But he supports us. And he is good. And he speaks. But we have to listen. And it's taking that time. And he doesn't always answer the questions quickly. And we, he demands faith. And yet he's a God who gives me the faith mm -hmm. <laughs> that I need because I have none. Even that faith of a mustard seed is him. And he's so gracious and kind to say, if you just let me give you the seed, I'm going to move a mountain. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I love, I, I spent my younger years climbing mountains. I love mountains. And so that was a special thing to me when he said that. Um, I used to wear a mustard seed till it didn't, the necklace fell apart for that reason. I just needed that reminder that he just gave me this much. He's eternal. He is already in the past. He's in the present, but he's in the future. And he's all-knowing. Nothing catches him by surprise. And he's omnipotent to carry through what he says he will do. 
And I'm so grateful for his word. I'm so grateful for his faithfulness, how he speaks, how he guides, how he shows and uses the body. And um, we were singing this morning about the shout. And I just recently learned about the shout was whenever the king came, you were supposed to shout because it was acknowledging that with the king should come victory. And we're so hesitant to shout. We're so hesitant. And yet when the the Philistines heard the shout of the Israelites so loud that it shook the ground like an earthquake, the Bible says, it was because the Ark of the Covenant had come in their presence, the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit. They had the Ark of the Covenant. They couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. But at 3 o'clock... On that Friday afternoon, that was ripped. And we get to be there with the presence of the Holy Spirit all the time. So we need to shout. (laughs) We need to give praise. We need to give honor. Because that's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And when we give up our joy, we're done. I always call it the plug of the tub. I see a tub full of the the fruit of the Spirit. When you take my joy, I lose it all. Hold your joy. Hold your praise. David says, joy is the presence of the Lord. And I always have the Holy Spirit, so I can always have joy. And just give him praise. Amen. I'm thankful for my siblings. Morning, Saints. Morning. Um, I just want to say I know I fail on the standard of living a righteous and holy life that God wants me to every morning, but I am thankful for two verses. One, I know the location. The other, I do not. Um, (laughs) The first is 1 John, and it says, um, if we confess our sins to him, Mm -hmm. he is faithful and just to forgive us for them. Mm -hmm. And they go away. And the second is that his mercies are anew every morning. Mm-hmm. So no matter how many times we fail and drop the ball, so long as we live, we have a chance to turn and live for God, to know him, to experience him, and to, more importantly, to love others and experience the will of his for our lives. Um, and Teague is my husband. I know we've been coming here for a while, but... Um, Yeah, I don't know how many of you have actually been able to talk to, uh, but I'm just really thankful for God's provision in our lives. Um, We're a young married couple in college, and um, just it's been an amazing experience to be able to see how God has provided for us through that and um, allowed us to thrive, allowed us to be generous, and uh, I just think it's allowed us to grow in our faith a lot. So I'm thankful for marriage and God's provision. Mm All right, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Church family is really, really good to be here. Um, I know Becky would really love to be here. Um, She's watching. Um, I just want to get up here and say, we are so thankful for you, our church family, for God's grace in you. Um, for his kindness to us, um, 
real quick, some of you maybe aren't necessarily familiar, but um, September 27th, my father-in-law, Don, went into the hospital not feeling well. By the end of that week, it was, okay, there's cancer going on. It's pretty serious. Go home over the weekend, decide about some of that. The following Tuesday, the 4th of October, back into the hospital, stroke symptoms. Um, that next day, I drove our kids out, and um, we were out there. He came home the end of that week. Um, the following Monday, I came home with the boys. The girls stayed out there. Um, and then it was back into the hospital for some more oncology stuff. And then back home, got to get stronger if you're going to do treatment. Very clearly wasn't in God's in God's plan for there to be treatment. And um, he went home on November 1st. Um, but throughout the last month, our whole family has just been amazed at God's goodness and kindness. Um, whether it was that first Monday or Tuesday, um, that was, what, like, the third and fourth, people helping watch the kids so I could go to work, um, bringing meals. I mean, we probably had 10 to 15 meals over the course of the month. I would thank you individually, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget names. Um, and so, church family, like, how fitting... Um, Leading up to that, we were in the church series that Rob was leading us through, um, the, the morning sermon series. Uh, and over the course of October, we saw that in practice. And so just so thankful, helping with the kids, helping with the boys, uh, even though they were sick sometimes. Um, the meals, the prayers, the text messages, reaching out to Becky, um, keeping up with her, and, and, and helping her know that as much as you know, we want to be here. We want to be together as a church family. Um, you guys were so eager for her to be there, to help her mom, to help her dad, um, and for her to, to know the support was so encouraging. Um, so shout out, Grace City Church of the Northeast. Thank you. Um, and also want to encourage you guys, when I got out there that, that uh, first week with the kids, like all of a sudden I'm watching meals come, come from um, Community Bible Church in DeMott which was the church that uh, Becky's parents and her grandmother went to. And then over the course of the month, that church family just being faithful as well. And then uh, Faith Fellowship Church in Valparaiso, where we had the funeral, that church being so faithful, helping out. It's been really neat to get to testify to my neighbors, to my coworkers, about how our church family, how the church loves and cares for one another. And so thank you. I'm so thankful for God's grace to do that. I'm sure we've got lots of ways to grow still. Um, but thank you, church family, over the last month for doing that. It meant a lot. Thank you, everyone who shared. Let's pray and thank the Lord together now. Oh, God, thank you. You are good. Thank you that your steadfast love has come all the way to us and will keep coming for us to the day of eternity. Thank you that your faithfulness is not for a moment. It's not fickle. It's to all generations. So we thank you that we can look back and see your love and your faithfulness in Jesus coming and living and dying and rising for us. And that our faith can 
look forward to when he comes again and makes every wrong right and makes all things new. And we thank you for how you are faithful to us in the present. Would you help us uh, this week to have our hearts turned toward you in thankfulness for all you have done for us. We thank you. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.